1: The Around the NFL podcast is
2: surprisingly
0: frisky.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes, teeming with heroes even, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and girl?
4: Hey, Dan. Hey.
3: <laughs> hey, now. It's
5: good to seconds. be back.
3: Yeah, welcome back. Yeah. Like last time you were in the studio. You were filling in for the old Zeuser, uh huh, <laughs> and I got a lot of
6: heat on Twitter about how good you were.
3: Yeah,
5: and then it's weird because then I wasn't on the show for two weeks. Right, uh, mm. coincidence.
6: Mm. So that's put it together. That's just how the hand Zeus operation. Perhaps happens. it's
3: a little warning to you not to do too well. <laughs> just All like right, Dumb it down like thirty percent.
5: Duly noted. Yes, from what I've seen work. out
3: of Dan this morning, you don't want to go to war with him. Uh huh. Oh,
5: that's oh. Cool. oh. Couple, th-
3: yeah. Okay, okay. Couple <laughs> things. This podcast is sponsored. By uh, 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 Scott, a trade. Um, Mark, uh, do you like money? Yes, I do. Wes, I'm sorry, I'm had to go to somebody else because you don't know how to do th- this advertisement.
4: Would you like more money? Yes, I would. Well, will go see our friend. Yes, I will. Scott, Scott trade. I feel like my version was better. It was more honest. I mean, it just you, it, it just too many words. Mm, all right.
5: Is Scott a hero?
6: I don't think you were listening, Dan. He wants you to speak Not very li- a little words, Colleen. Right. Please. Right. Sorry. Just everyone keep quiet. <laughs> okay. I am
5: in a bad mood because I,
6: show.
3: I got an email um, <laughs> uh this morning, probably about half an hour before the pod was, uh, we went upstairs to tape the podcast uh, from a, an employee of NFL. I only use initials RT uh, subject car colon. Hello, Dan, comma. Can you please move your car? You are parked in an incorrect parking spot before we tow your car. Nice English. We post cones in parking areas for a reason. Whoa! Condescension, RT.
5: Where were you parked? So an
3: NFL employee Ryan is sending an, an email to another NFL employee threatening to t- have the city tow a car out of an NFL parking lot. I responded, okay. That appeared to be a cluster of cones rather than a block of the spot. Nice word. No signage. I didn't see any signage. You just thought
6: there were some cones sitting around,
3: but that one was open. I said, I will head out in five minutes. I waited about ten minutes just hoping someone was standing there waiting for me. Nobody was there, but I got my revenge.
4: At that point, the email came. Dan's head pops over his computer and says to Mark and me, I'm at war with the parking people of NFL. This Network.
3: isn't new either because this is the crazy thing about the parking here and I won't get into it too much is that this we have a parking issue at NFL Media. Oh, it's the worst. It's very bad, and it always comes up at the at the what do they call those town halls?
6: And like, oh, we're working on it. We just bought a building here. We just
3: moved <laughs> out. It's an extra twelve spaces
5: coming yeah. late May. Definitely the,
6: the short version is there's not enough parking spots for the amount of employees. Right. Here. I so, can't
5: literally. get in or out of my car. I have to crawl in frequently from the passenger right. Right. side too. go to into the
3: sunroof. So yeah, uh, yeah. So this, <laughs> so this like was an ongoing problem for years. I've been here for five and a half years. And they're always like, oh, we're working on it, bought this, we bought that. And then what happens in the last three months or so? All of a sudden, there's cones going up and down one of the rows uh, and then signs on the wall reserved. And then you can guess what kind of cars are pulling in uh-huh. there. You know, you know, all the stars, that, all the big for? studs. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. And I think that's totally... You know that ain't right. They're moving down the common man rankings. I can tell you that. Uh It's like, and then half of these spots are never used. Concern for like Michael Irvin. It's
3: like Deion Sanders. In case he brings two cars to work, we'll we'll take up we'll take up (laughs) two spots.
5: So I emailed them and I was like, "What's up with the reserved spots? Who are these reserved spots for?" Did you
3: get an answer? You don't want to know the answer.
5: And they said no talent gets reserved spots.
3: That is a lie. You're being Mm. lied to. Uh huh. No 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 no. This war ain't over.
2: This sounds like the makings of you know making a murder. Ten episodes, an hour each. There's, there's something happening. here. I want
3: to get those lawyers for making a murder. I love yeah, you guys. Your
5: paper is starting to look like Stephen Avery's <laughs> writings from jail.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this isn't. I'll inter- go to
3: jail for this. I'm wor- I'm willing to do that.
4: I'm very intrigued by this war because you're so undermanned going into yeah. battle. Yeah, they have all the they have all the power.
6: You have been asked to move your car previously. Yes, I've gotten notes. Taken. Threatened. Dan's always threatened. been kind of a bad boy. The parking lot doesn't follow them. <laughs> (laughs) I don't and ultimately though this is this is a tough one to battle this is a tough one they have all the power you're you're gonna have to find some secret secret weapons
3: guess what though to quote the late great roddy piper just when they think they have all the answers
4: i change up the questions (laughs) well they're the ones asking the questions changing those too I park out on the
2: street and it works fine for me. I don't have to deal with any of these people, which I know irritates Dan to no
3: end that I do not park. But you do have to in deal your with own
5: plaque. You do have
4: to deal with parking tickets.
2: Mark
3: Mark well, says he, it's a sign of his common man, which uh, I agree with. Rating. Thank you, Wes. And Wes is just agreeing just <laughs> for kissing cousins reasons. This happens a lot on the show. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, we, we of agree, we're in lockstep. <laughs> but I mean, gr- Mark, what do you? How is a common man that you park on the street?
2: Well, I'm saving an extra spot for you, potentially. That's I come it. in earlier than you, and so, you know, had, had, it, had I not parked out on the street, where, where would you have parked? Oh.
3: You're a bigger liar than the woman that emailed me. Today.
4: That's a very <laughs> selfless move by Mark. Thank and you, I feel oh, like he was the kind Wes, of child who felt, felt sorry for the stuffed animals he couldn't get to to play with that day. You know, he's that oh. kind of person. Like, like you,
6: many of Mark's um, eating choices, it's completely illogical. <laughs> the, the parking outside the structure makes no sense.
2: I I disagree, but you know we've got a lot to do in the show Not today. To do. So you shout know. out shout out to Redkin,
3: my hair product. They <laughs> sent me an entire box of my molding paste. Mm. Uh, the social media team over there, love you guys. Are you I'll kidding? Are you serious? It. Yep. Yeah, it was it was really, really? cool. Oh, yeah, uh, Your hair
5: looks great today.
3: Thank you, Colleen. As does yours.
5: Thank you.
2: Just gorgeous.
3: Redkin, did you hear that?
2: Yeah, Redkin, <laughs> Colleen Wolf. <laughs> How many tubs right. did you? Re- I'd like. Tubs. Can I have one? Or a, whatever it is? Um,
3: <laughs> while you're handing them out,
6: it. at a discount, I could get you one.
2: All right. Well, so you, you know would, what? I'll
6: just go buy so mine would wouldn't parking consider lot. giving him some of the free product that you got. You want to profit off of this. That's yeah. the old common man, okay. Dan
3: Hansis. So. We'll talk about it. We could work out an arrangement. It's nothing business. I'll well, make I'm, a nice deal. I don't deal need for you. to arrange anything. Uh, so, thank you to Redkin. A big show coming up today. Uh, we're going to uh, uh, talk about. We haven't played this game in a while. Who do you trust? Super Bowl edition. Uh, laying out some um, scenarios, discussing who do we trust in said scenarios. Uh, Mark. Oh, man, Mark. He wrote a banger on the website, posted Thursday morning. 30 reasons for hope uh, listing each of the teams that are not playing uh, a week from Sunday, why they have a reason for hope. So we're going to cherry pick a few of those teams and uh, then talk about uh, your reason for hope and maybe dig in a little on that. Mm. Connor Orr is in Hawaii. uh, So for the Pro Bowl, we sent Connor Orr. We sent him to the Pro Bowl. We're we're taking the series, huh?
6: We sent someone (laughs) every year we have a man covering the pro bowl. It's usually Kevin Patra whether it's in Arizona fine work. or Hawaii. Uh he's not able to this week. I think it's his brother's wedding. So uh Connor stepped to the plate.
3: Very good. I wonder if I wonder if Patra is delivering the best man speech. I would love to hear that. Oh. Mm. You know, I don't believe in weddings much or marriage. It's all kind of BS to me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> he's
6: gonna be annoyed with me when it's like his best friend's wedding or something. I probably, is it really a I, wedding
5: or is he just trying to get out of the Pro Bowl? I probably like told everybody else? that,
2: that is every, a very fair question. Time. I Polo believe Mike it McCarthy. is not a brother. I believe it's a friend. Okay, I blew Well, it. it's one
3: thing to cover the Pro Bowl in Glendale, but you get to go to Hawaii, Connor. I got a feeling we're gonna talk to him. He'll he'll be happy that he's there. Uh, and before we do any of that, oh, one last thing before we get to the news. We talked about this. We're going to be in San Francisco, the whole group, including Colleen. Yeah. We're all well. All – you're going to be the queen of, what, the Social Media Command Center?
5: That's uh, Something like that? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have a walkie-talkie <laughs> and helmet and all sorts of stuff. Yep.
3: <laughs> uh, we were talking about the idea of a tweet-up with listeners uh, who might be in the San Francisco Bay Area um, the week of the Super Bowl. I'm thinking Friday night,
2: maybe. I think that's good.
3: A Friday night tweet-up at a bar um, – To be named later, but I'll just put this out there. Old Zeuser doesn't want to be involved if it's going to be like three or four people, and we're like outnumbering the fan base. (laughs) Need a nice, we need a nice number. So how about uh, hit us up on Twitter at at around the NFL. Hit us up at uh, hashtag ATN tweet up.
2: I think a meetup.
3: Meetup. Oh, this is already going to be bad. Uh oh. (laughs) ATN meetup. Is it meet like the thing you don't like? Or yeah, do you, you like know get what? Together?
2: We need to revise. It's not that. like Scrapple. That, that's, uh, eight, hashtag
3: ATN meetup. Not meetup. <laughs> ATN, M-E-E-T-U-P. Hit us up. Say you want to get together in San Francisco a week from Friday, and uh, we'll update this next week when we're out. I mean,
2: a lot of pressure. When we went to a foreign country, they packed a bar with probably 100 people. So, wow. San Francisco, can you bring it or are you just going to go quiet? It's that's a, f-
3: We love our people in Europe in England and Ireland and everywhere else because they're such loyal fans. Maybe the Americans won't be the same, which would be ironic considering we are Americans.
6: And Right, and you don't even like to leave the country.
3: Don't typically love to leave the country. No.
6: And, and you got to have to show up to this thing on time because if Dan sees it's not a great crowd, he's covering the parties all week. He's oh, really the party correspondent, View from the 50, and Big Super oh, yeah. Bowl blog. Friday night's pretty much the big night for parties, so this might be a cameo from Dan. Well,
3: what you might see, like a picture like um, like um, the old, uh, uh, what was it, Scrooge? Yeah. you. Everyone will be in the bar, like a nice little crowd, and then you'll see me like, <laughs> take the fog off the window and then look in the window into the bar and if there's not enough people I'll just keep going straight to the you uh, love playboy party you love big
2: crowds and you love to converse with many people that you don't know well <laughs> so this I see nothing but success ahead
3: I don't know if all that's true but I would love to meet some listeners so uh, as would we all we'd love yes. Colleen to be there yeah I if uh, yeah, so Colleen will be there. So come on, everybody, and, come and on Kristen's out. Kristen's
5: gonna come out. My my roommate, your There's friend, a, your yeah, close so friend. Will be, be I just yep. like,
4: <laughs> I just like to tell <laughs> all the listeners: if you haven't seen Mark Sessler in a bar before, you're in for a treat. What does that mean? It's like his
6: natural habitat. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, it's, it's like a, watching a That's interesting show. coming from Chris West. I was going to say people. both I'd, of I'd you guys t- are entertaining. Right,
4: Mark <laughs> is a force of nature. Mark on well, the we'll show is out.
6: like a tiger in a zoo. Like it's cool. To, it's cool to see everyone likes looking at the spots or whatever tigers have. But you like to see him out in the wild. That's where you really he think
5: frequently talks <laughs> to strangers in bars. Yes, so this he does. Well, perfect. I don't
2: view them as strangers. Lasin, let's do some news.
5: Yeah, sure.
3: Hi,
2: Sid. Hi.
3: <laughs> I'm lonely. I'm lonely. I'm so lonely. Fill this void. Someone fill this void. Wow. Ooh. Second, I thought like somehow we had taped my internal thoughts. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that was taped months ago, by the way. I've just been saving it in my pocket Ew. for. That, that, well done.
3: She is a woman of perf-
6: timing. This was the perfect day for it. Yeah, it's true. I'm am uh, warring with a lot of a lot of factions. Including myself. (laughs) Uh, What's that? Oh no, I was gonna say even before this parking thing happened, I feel like I'm on a warpath today. Go to war. Here we
3: go. The Buffalo Bills, uh, Tyrod Taylor, their quarterback last season. They went eight and eight again. Didn't make the playoffs for I think the 16th straight year. But it was the first year in a long time that you could, you know, you couldn't point to the quarterback position and say, oh, that's why they didn't do well this year. Uh, But that doesn't necessarily mean the Bills will. Uh, not look at a quarterback early in the 2016 draft. Doug Whaley at the Senior Bowl had uh, this to say when, say, could you, um, uh, would you potentially draft a quarterback in the you know early rounds in 2016? He said, we'll do it because if you look at it, unfortunately we have two quarterbacks on the roster and both of them are entering the last year of their contract. Uh, this is per the Buffalo News from Whaley. If it presents itself, it makes sense. And it's a guy we like and we believe in. Absolutely. uh, Taylor had a nice season. E.J. Manuel is that other quarterback in his last year. You could say goodbye to him. Uh, But what do you guys think of this? Is this Is this anything to look into?
2: I think Whaley is lucky to have the opportunity to potentially pick another quarterback. Because when you swing and miss on a first rounder like E.J. Manuel the way they did, usually the GM is gone. That's a good point. He's gotten lucky that for all
6: the things that Rex Ryan was picked on in this room, Rex Ryan, it sounds like, basically insisted on bringing Tyrod Taylor to that team. Greg Roman made it work. They helped to save Doug Whaley by having a quarterback there. Who knows, if they if they didn't have good quarterback play, they might have won four games with Rex Ryan. They might all be gone.
5: And this is nothing new because Doug Whaley, you guys remember in August, he said that the Bills, it's almost like they're in quarterback purgatory. So he's wanted a quarterback for a while.
4: It's common they sense. need it. He's a small running quarterback with a slight frame who got injured during the season and did not necessarily play his best at the
6: very key moments of the season, uh, including the, the game against the Eagles. I'm thinking late in the fourth quarter that really ended their season. I mean, there's no guarantee Tyrod Taylor is their guy. You should always just keep getting quarterbacks until you know for he, sure. I, Teflon
3: Doug is what we should be calling Whaley because he's been there for a long time without much progress. And. I think Tyrod Taylor he doesn't scare me like as a, a someone who roots for a team in the AFC East he's a nice quarterback and I could see why the organization it's different ownership and everything now but they don't want to make the Ryan Fitzpatrick mistake they made five years ago and give uh, an unproven guy a huge deal and then live to regret it I I see what they're doing here maybe Doug could have you know chosen his words a little better so it doesn't lead to this type of headline but
6: and he spoke to our Connor Orr who told Ty, Tyrod Taylor in person in Hawaii uh, Connor asked him about this and. Tyrod Taylor said what you would expect. Basically, he wants to be the long-term guy. He wants to get that contract. He wants to prove he's worthy of it. So that's up to him.
3: Good job, Connor. Uh, moving on. My favorite subplot of the Panthers' playoff run is, of course, uh, Creed bombing. Do we have any Creed by any chance, Sydney? I'm putting I you on the spot. Don't. I do.
5: I do have video <laughs> of.
3: Just to remind the audience who might have forgotten what Creed is.
5: I do have Ben Jacobs actually Creed bombing. Oh,
3: that's even better.
5: Here it is. Oh, man. This
1: is scary.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's a pretty good uh, Scott Stapp. Ben Jacobs is a special teams player, linebacker. Uh, him and Greg Olson, and then I think one of their assistant coaches came up with Creed bombing, is when you look close into the eye of a teammate um, and then sing a Creed lyric, uh, never breaking uh, eye contact. Uh, it's like this, Colleen. Well, I just heard this the news today. so weird. Today. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that was disturbing to me. You did to that to me, me yesterday at lunch
5: it. as well, I think.
6: Yeah. No, that was just me talking to
3: you. Okay,
6: um, that, that's the, Colleen's reaction showed how professionally I just accepted some of the worst moments of my life last week, and Creed bopping me four or five times and just ate it.
3: So it's 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 got legs. But of course, <laughs> I, and I'm I have to say I'm angry about this because I should have thought of it. Um, Charlotte Observer uh, reached out to Scott Stapp, who surprise surprise was available for an interview, uh, and he said that a, quote I've been cheering for these guys so hard. I had to move my tour bus like five different places so I can get reception and watch the an NFC title game the other night. I'm so fired up and pumped up for these guys. They are my team right now. Uh, he's a, a Florida native, Scott Stapp, the singer of Creed, uh, who a lifelong uh, Dallas Cowboys fan. What? Surprise, surprise. I know, I know a few people like that. He also Who, said. Who's
6: going to a Creed tour right now. They should document whoever buys those tickets, puts them on a list, and watches a, a little actually. bit closer. The
4: best part <laughs> of that article was that the band is now Creed bombing Scott Stapp. Right. It's meta Creed bombing. Really? Yes. Stapp's not.
3: Yeah, he's tours a solo, a solo tour that now. That tour
5: bus must be a nightmare. But
3: his bandmates will now Creed bomb Stapp, which he and when he gives the interview, he's probably cheery about it, but I'm sure he doesn't like it. Like you know, when the cameras aren't on or the mics aren't on.
6: And if if you happen to be in, if you know, staff Harbin Bay in Sweden on uh, February 10th, Creed is playing, playing there. It. February February 9th, Super Bowl Sunday. So they are together still. It sounds like they are uh, still together. Tickets still available. Couple shows there in Harbin Bay, you could go on Super Bowl Sunday catch some Creed. That's a good pronunciation. Uh, <laughs> we have listeners in Sweden. Sure. In
3: other news, uh, moving out of Creed bombing, I hope. I hope it doesn't get too played out, Creed Bond. I want it to stay right at this level where
2: – Oh, it couldn't be fresher.
3: Yeah, where it just stays where – I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> I know anything laughy, fun can't be talked about. But uh, just stays at this level uh, and doesn't get blown out. But we'll see what happens during media week.
5: A lot of Creed fans,
2: yeah. All
3: right, Mark. We'll talk about the Browns now.
2: I have no problem with talking about humorous items. I think the the creed thing at this point is it is what it is. The Sorry, Panthers it's are not very funny enough for you. Extremely ideologics. quirky team. I can't get it. Well, enough wait till <laughs> medium night. Because I, I think it's going to come up once or twice. I have a feeling it will.
3: Yeah, I'm worried about it getting completely blown out. I have to be honest with you. The Cleveland Browns, uh, they have uh, an executive vice president of football operations. So many. Uh, integral front office guys in that organization right now. But this is the guy that I like the best, of course. Uh, most people know him by his full name, Sashi Brown. But around these parts, he's simply known as...
2: Ladies and gentlemen, for one night only, Sashi!
3: <laughs> Sashi <laughs> uh, says it would be, tells the uh, plane dealer of Cleveland that it would be, quote-unquote, shocking if the team traded up from number two to number one. Uh, and it would be more likely we'd trade down. Mark, you know, you need a quarterback. Uh, everybody knows that, uh, you most of all. Uh, would you be upset if they, if they really like a guy but don't go all out to make sure they get him?
2: Well, I don't buy for a second that if they really fell in love with a quarterback that they wouldn't make an attempt to go up to number one. If it felt like someone was going to get picked there or someone's going to trade into that spot. But all you ever hear, and we're just starting to get to know these college players, is that there really isn't that quarterback that's first overall now that changes because that's what they've said every year and then bang someone goes top five yes you've got to go after and get the player that you need because a you cannot saddle Hugh Jackson with Johnny Manziel and whoever else is on that roster right now you got to go get it and I think they
4: will lying season started early this year because there's – I mean, come on. What benefit no does, What benefit does it do saucy Brown if he says, oh, yeah, we'll be perfectly willing to trade up. Exactly. Why don't you just raise yeah. the price on it? Well, plus it's so early in the process. They obviously have no clue how they're going to
6: finally evaluate these guys. But I do like the under-the-radar story, and this is rare out of Dan – that he is getting tired of all the different hires in the Browns front <laughs> On Slack yesterday, we put a little note. Slack, you know, we put different news. Browns are hiring. Col- Quit slacking.
3: Sign up for Slack today. The Colts
6: were hiring. Uh, the Colt. I mean, the Browns were hiring the Colts' pro scouting <laughs> coordinator as VP. This is now the Browns' top personnel job. We are. Oh, how many? And and Dan's response. God, how many posts are we <laughs> going to write about this blank
2: franchise's front office?
5: Are you worried that they're going to turn things around? that personal where this mark. comes from? No,
2: I would not take that personally. I thought, it w- I thought a post. As long as if we can get Creed involved, then it
3: will become a story. <laughs> I thought another post is heading down the pike towards the old Zeuser yesterday afternoon, <laughs> where we were writing about the third guy in their front office. Yeah, no, we weren't going like, to write a post. Know,
2: Sometimes you just put news
6: it, on that channel. It seemed so like it was heading toward me. Like, I think it's uh, fair to say Titanic it's, it's fair nice because place.
2: it's it's also – it's not like, oh, look, at finally they clean house. Every season they clean house. Right. And we've probably written more front office hires for Cleveland than any team in the league or all of them combined. So – I well, feel
3: yeah, I don't mean, yeah, it's not Greg trying to cause trouble. That's all this is. I just, <laughs> we're above that. I know yeah. that, um, I know that there's, there's hope in, and there's, you know, hope in Cleveland again. I'm more skeptical of this regime than everyone else seems to be, because I feel like in the years I've been working for the NFL, I've heard this four times already now.
2: I like Sashi a lot. Who? <laughs> Sashi. Okay. I like how Alex Fragola said that too. Yes. Did Alex downstairs. Good job. Downstairs,
3: our, our uh, voiceover specials, hasn't been paid a dime.
4: Well, some people are very willing to podcast for free around here.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> While you're sliding down the common man rankings, I saw her going right up. Uh, how can Uh-oh. a woman
3: go up the common man ranking? Oh, <laughs>
4: wow. That just knocked Dan even further I know. down. Just
6: eliminated half the... <laughs>
3: you guys are a bunch of vipers today. Good thing I could take it. I hope you don't declare war on us. Uh, It's already too late. Oh, Oh, thank you for reminding me. I declare vengeance against the NFL <laughs> Network Parking Committee? Department? Department? Who are you? Shadowy.
5: Show your faces.
3: Show- yes. Thank you, Colleen. Right? Show your faces, you cowards.
2: Excellent
5: It's like
3: timing. a
2: gaggle of individuals making minimum wage.
3: Finally, uh, <laughs> Eli Manning uh, is in Hawaii uh, for the Pro Bowl. Um uh, That's good to see somebody went there with the name brand. (laughs) Uh, And he had this to say about Peyton Manning, his brother, of course. Um, Honestly, I think there's maybe too much place on rings and Super Bowl championships just because it's not one player. The quarterback is not the sole reason that you win a championship. It's the team. I hope he can win, but his impact has already been made and his legacy. I don't think this one game, whether it will or not, should affect his legacy and that Reminds me of our, our Scott trade segment. Your moment is now, Peyton Manning.
2: Look at that.
5: Do it, Peyton.
3: Your thoughts on Eli's comments? Well,
2: well if you're Eli, you'd rather Peyton not win one. You can go down as the brother that won more Super Bowls. Don't, I'm not buying a word of it saying that Super Bowls and rings don't matter. When you've won two, you can say that. Well, Eli Manning's
6: entire Hall of Fame candidacy someday, and pretty much Eli Manning's entire national respect is only based on his Super Bowl rings. He's never been a top five or six uh, quarterback, so obviously this is Peyton moment. This is Peyton Manning's moment. We're gonna think of him totally differently, or I'm not really. I really won't based on whether they win or lose. <laughs> way or to hammer say. your way point home. Break. I'm just saying it, but I think, I think people will. I the think, moment is kind of now. <laughs> I, I think people will view it, and Peyton Manning will, of course, view his career differently. If you can go out a Super Bowl winner, that will just be the, one of the best stories that's ever happened in NFL history. Yep. It, it will be right up there. For Peyton Manning, who forever has been known as a guy who doesn't come through in the playoffs, for, his, for him to go out the Elway way as, as a winner after this season would be absolutely incredible.
3: I it's know, too
5: good. It's not going to happen.
3: Yeah, it does feel a little too cute uh, for it to work out that way. We'll see. I think it really – if this would have been a situation – I know he he'd actually gets heat for having only one Super Bowl title uh, – but if he did not have any titles, and this was the game we were heading into this game, I really do think it would have been something he almost needed to get this, take advantage of this final opportunity, or he would always be seen with that kind of Marino thing. Yeah, Marino. fair at all, but, um, but he already got the ring. So this would be the cherry on top for him. Just that he got to this game really feels like, especially because he's such a limited player now. Um, the other thing Eli said, and I believe this, by the way, he said that Eli and Peyton have never even once, like, in private conversation, like, joked around about Eli having two rings and Peyton having one. No way. I feel like they're not, like, that type of, like, I don't even see them as humanoid uh, humans. Well. I don't I don't see them like messing around with each other like normal brothers
6: would. Well, I think it's also their roles. Eli probably has too much respect for Peyton Manning and probably knows how much that would bother Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning has always been the big brother. He's always been the better player. I think Eli respects Peyton Manning probably more than he respects I just any person in the in the whole world. So it's almost like he probably feels sheepish. You have yes. a brother. Yeah, I have an older brother.
3: Okay, I knew that. It's amazing, you didn't know that. I did know that. I have never met him. Right. Wes, you have six brothers. You've seen us in action. Uh, well, I, I, w- I, I will say have, this: I have Mark a brother.
6: Have. They're different, though. The Manning. Brothers. I have
3: a brother like that's exactly why you do use that ammunition. Like yeah. that's part of brotherhood. Like you know how to go after someone's insecurity, and it's not like the greatest thing about brothers sometimes, but you know how to go after each other. Uh, so, but the Manning brothers are kind of weird.
2: We I don't buy it. It depends on the topic, though. I I go after my brother, and he went after me all the time, but there might be one or two things that you wouldn't use against them. Here's and maybe this would be one of those things if Peyton's that sensitive. But come on, they got three Super Bowls. Hey, and Peyton them. knows. I mean, Peyton knows eli has yeah. got those two rings. And
6: Eli knows. When he's saying, you know, it won't affect his legacy, maybe in the very corner, the darkest part of his mind, he's thinking, I got two already, buddy. If you go Eat one it. and three, you're one and three <laughs> forever. I'm, I got two and O forever because I'm never making it back. Eli for the
4: win. Is it's, some, bam. it's unfair that it affects their legacy that much because in the 80s, we all knew Dan Marino was the best quarterback alive. Right. And thirty years later, everybody acts like John Elway was way better than
3: Marino's. Kind of like historically faded in the background a little bit, I think, of because of that. Because
6: of that. Well, I think because of we the knew CBS he was, analysis. We knew he
4: was the greatest. But
6: <laughs> in in this is the greatest defense, Peyton Manning for that. It shouldn't affect your legacy because he has so little to do with this team getting to this game. Relatively, there were seasons when he was the best quarterback in the league. There were seasons where he played great in the playoffs, but they lost. But it doesn't matter. Like, kind of averages out. That's this the is other the way. Great proof I, well, the reason to I like that this. that it's such a team sport. It's not just the quarterback.
3: and Eli said that a couple different times. That if you're really inside the game or you know how to analyze it properly, it's not just on the quarterback. So interesting. You know the good thing about this Peyton Manning playing the Super Bowl thing and all this talk? You know what the good thing is, Greg?
6: Your moment is now. Chill. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> we get to watch it. We get ah. to see how it plays out.
5: I've never been to a Super Bowl. Oh, how exciting. Fun. Yeah. You're, you're really it's excited. Awesome. It's yes. a lot of fun.
3: Nice. If And anybody listening, it's hard to get to a Super Bowl. We've been very lucky. Hashtag blessed. But it is like if you can get to a Super Bowl, even one, it really is an absolutely insane scene, like the weekend of the game, like just being in whatever city it's in, especially if it's a good city like New Orleans and San Francisco has the, a lot of potential this year. And then just the day of when you walk into the stadium and it's getting closer to kickoff, and you know you're in the center of the biggest moment sports thing in the entire world. It's cool.
6: The, the kickoff with all the flash. Bulbs, it's cool. Get some goosebumps. I got, got some goosebumps. goosebumps. Got Tom Brady running out of the – Mark, does it still connect with you?
2: Absolutely. I'll never forget. We talked about this a bunch on the podcast last year. When they showed, when you're in the stadium, they showed Tom Brady – coming down that tunnel. It was like you were watching gods. Like it was it just was a super spectacle. And then Dan unfortunately was stationed like 6 seats away from us.
3: <laughs> Actually, it was for the best when it you guys. Been, but all tra- became Pats fans, I don't know. At the
2: end like <laughs> Greg and Wes and I are like standing up hugging each other and Dan's looking at us oh, like you guys are fools. But that was disgraceful. It was fantastic. You'll have an it, it'll Great. be like unlike anything you have ever been to. Yeah, just don't sit near us.
3: That was the biggest uh when Wes and Mark became <laughs> Pats fans and started hugging Greg. <laughs> that uh, well, that was the biggest on. heel turn. Since uh, Sean Michaels super kicked Marty Jannetty through the plate last week, one of on the biggest, Barbers one of the
4: most biased fans right. in any media is getting on us. For- Hi, I'm Dan Hansis.
6: I couldn't enjoy perhaps the greatest play in football history because I don't like the. It's
3: funny. Games. I feel bad. For <laughs> no, it. you know it's funny. It's funny that you don't think you can just enjoy the moment without becoming. A fanboy. But we well, were enjoying Patriots it fans. I was like, I was
6: high five and I think I saw some tongue football. slipped in at one point during I, the But I did that well, when, that's not when Larry accurate. Fitzgerald ran down the field and right. to score against the Steelers, I, I jumped up out of my seat and I screamed. Granted. So did I, I jumped up during that moment
3: you know, during so like, Malcolm Butler. Yeah. I just didn't hug anybody.
5: You didn't well, feel yourself, Dan? I don't remember any hugs. I don't think they were Getting wrapped hugs. up in the moment They're at all? you are making up stuff. We didn't <laughs> I got wrapped
3: they, up. I just, we weren't,
6: weren't like,
2: embracing
3: there each other. Like three-man
6: hugs. The shadowy
3: <laughs> figure downstairs has video footage of it. We're going to get it on the show. All right. Well, the Super Bowl. I,
6: I will hug. say this. You it tell- wasn't Chris Christie and the Joneses or anything. No.
3: By the way, you, one thing you won't see coming out of any tunnel at the Super Bowl this year is Tom Brady. Because Tommy ain't playing in the game because something happened on Sunday. That was a big problem. Oh, somebody block for me!
6: Oh, you mean the? God. You mean the loss in the game that the
5: Jets got to? Did he develop to a speech impediment too? Like once two? in
2: your lifetime. Listen, Foxborough has <laughs> just been destroyed by an outer space laser. Uh, that was that was not good of me. That was poor of me. And no, you're right. I, I'm I better, like of course it. I am.
6: It's one. Of, it's one of the things I don't even <laughs> enough do, time has hey, passed. You just torpedoed yourself, like the Patriots fans have been torpedoed. Mm. Talk about the common (laughs) man rankings just falling right down.
3: Uh, This common man thing. uh, True common man doesn't worry about these rankings. Well, you're you're speaking
6: for someone else at this point. You know what I mean?
3: (laughs) Common man's right here. All right. That's what's happening in the news. Let's talk about Mark. Holy Christ. What a piece you wrote and put it up on (laughs) (laughs) NFL.com. Have you read it? Oh, yeah. Of course. How could you not read it? reasons for hope for every non super bowl team uh, you could find it at nfl.com/ listen big moment for these teams in the future if you don't give up never give up ever ever ever
4: that's a, .com it's <laughs> <that's> a large <laughs> vanity link .com First totally disorganized. Van started handling.
6: with "listen" and then a long <laughs> pause.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a comma after "listen." Also,
2: <laughs> completely lost on the internet.
3: So what Mark did, and I liked—I really liked the conceit of this. Mark, um, without <laughs> you know, it sounds like I'm pouring it on, but I like it. There are 30 teams that won't be playing on Sunday, as we know. Yes, the Patriots are one of them, but yes, the Jets and the Browns and a bunch of other teams. Well,
6: the Jets missed the entire playoffs. right? They did. Right, the end of that. They season. blew it.
3: Actually, they choked. Uh, so what Mark did was, even though the Jets choked, doesn't mean there's no reason to be hopeful as a franchise. And, and he uh, he labeled it. For instance, for the Jets, this is what Mark wrote. Uh, bah, 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 dumping Rex Ryan had the potential to go very wrong for the Jets. Instead, they have a superior coach in Todd Bowles. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of good things to get excited about for the Jets. <laughs> so what we're going to do now is go around the horn, uh, Mark excluded, and and pull out some of Mark's writing, which is tremendous, and then talk about the teams. And, Wes, which one uh, jumped out to you? The Steelers. All right, let me read the Steelers piece by Mark. (laughs) Take what we said about the Bengals and apply it to the Steelers. With a healthy Le'Veon Bell back in the mix, the sky's the limit for Big Ben and friends. With more organizational consistency than 90% of the league Pittsburgh remains a Super Bowl threat until Roethlisberger retires.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> what the heck is going on with that music?
2: This feels like a high-level troll job, but I will endure Wait, it. Wait, no. I'm just no, no I'm really I am just. I liked what you did. I'm giving the piece the gravitas toss you it did deserves. A, you did a nice job with that. Thank you.
3: All right, go ahead. No, but uh, that's what Mark
4: wrote, and your thoughts was. Well, I, I didn't. We do our predictions in August, but I can tell you right now, I'm going to pick Ben Roethlisberger to be the MVP of the NFL in 2016. Wow. The most dynamic weapons in football, Mm. Martavis Bryant, might someday be better than Antonio Brown is now. Wow. Le'Veon Bell is the best running back in football when he's healthy. Their offensive line is stout. That's just their offense. (laughs) On defense, all these draft picks they finally poured in. Ryan Shazier has turned into a legitimate star. Stephon Tuitt played lights out. Down the stretch. Resigned uh, Cameron Hayward. They have a really interesting young defense. If they fix that secondary, what's the weakness on this team? My
3: only concern, because I picked Big Ben to be MVP this year, and he got hurt a few times and missed some games. I picked him last I'm a, year. Yeah, I'm yeah, a little I concerned we've reached a so. stage now where he's always going to be hurt a couple times a year. It not only hurts a team, but it de- depresses his numbers and his playing time, obviously.
4: I get a little worried about that. I lost day. the injury predictor behind the couch, so I can't find it.
5: <laughs> but he, st- he still was able to play right. <laughs> through some of those injuries too. I mean, like he, yeah, he's, he's not totally durable, but when he does get hurt, I feel like he bounces back fairly quickly. And if you mm. can choose
6: a spot to have continuity one year to the next, it's the passing game. Everything else can change too much, offensive lines, running game, defense. If you've got a loaded passing
2: game, it's like you know you're going to win 10 or 11 games.
3: Mark, any other thoughts to add to your blurb?
2: Well, I just think they're, they proved to be one of the most resilient teams in the AFC. I mean, for the amount of injuries they had, other teams would have done what the Ravens did, frankly, and win four games or something. The Steelers fought through it. Colleen, what, did you, uh, what team did you pick?
5: I picked the Jags.
3: Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a fool. I've been predicting a Jaguars turnaround for years, and I'm doing it again. I believe in the young playmakers around Blake Bortles. And with Dante Fowler returning after a lost rookie season, Jacksonville's defense adds a promising sack artist to the mix. <laughs> We've seen it all before, but the Jaguars have the talent to be a nice surprise in the AFC. The reason why this, this music works is because your writing is, does have a cinematic quality to it. Mm. So it, does, it comes together. Colleen. You yeah.
6: should make an no. audio version of all Mark's articles, but with Dan reading <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I would I do it. I, I
5: buy in more with the music, too. So now, like, the second time around, yeah. I really believe in them. That's like
2: Enya's less famous sister doing the audio. <laughs> <of those things. laughs> it was the best we could get. Paid her twenty bucks an hour. <laughs> Colleen,
3: why did you uh, highlight the the Jags?
5: Well, I like that the offense is so young. You have Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, Blake Bortles. Bortles put up what franchise records this year, and I feel like they're improving. You have consistency there with Greg Olson, their offensive coordinator. Obviously, the defense is the main thing that it, that's the huge concern. They allowed a ton of points. They were terrible on third down, but it's like they're going to get, as Mark said, um, Dante Fowler back, and that helps with the pass rush that they so desperately need. And I just I just like the youth on that team. Mm.
3: Everybody else worried about Blake Bortles taking a step back maybe next year, driving fantasy owners crazy. A lot of his numbers were in garbage time. I don't, I'm not sold on Blake yet.
6: The only thing I worry about is that they're going to get a little bit of the love like I did for the Rams this year. Just, if you just keep picking them year after year, eventually it'll <laughs> happen. And it doesn't mean it necessarily happens. We we've believed right. like you've alluded to, oh, we we've believed have. in the Jags before, but it really does feel like n- now is the time now or never. Uh, yeah. Well, I think
2: the pressure's turned way up. And if the defense specifically, which is Gus Bradley's specialty doesn't make a big jump, then the team's going to have the same record and they're going to start from scratch. And so you got to,
3: yeah, I mean, that's bad news. It's a lot of pressure on the organization. If they flounder this year, they're going to – I think they'll finally clean house. They'll and have to. I haven't yeah. even and then Portals has to start over with a new coaching coordinator, and the whole thing is like, uh-oh, what's happening in Jacksonville?
6: Mm. I haven't even thought about it, but now now I am. They will be the trendy. They haven't been there, but this is the year they make the mm. playoffs, which is usually a curse, but you know who that team was this year? The Minnesota Vikings, who did exactly that's right. what everyone thought. Good call, Greg. Uh,
3: I went with – because I think we have to highlight it, the Cleveland Browns. I'm low. <laughs> Put that in there. <laughs> Ridiculed for years as a swarming hive of dysfunction, Cleveland pulled off a coup with the hiring of coach Hugh Jackson, pairing one of the NFL's most creative play callers with a quarterback, the Browns, would ultimately pick at number two, Jared Goff. Carson Wentz, Tim Couch the third, might finally put an end to the misery by the lag. <laughs> Mark.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: I but I love that you have hope. And I, I have trepidation about this, just not anything to do with the personnel because I don't know enough about it. I just doubt it. But you like the hires, and that's enough at this point for a Browns fan to say at least they didn't mess up these hires.
2: Well, I mean, I think about a month ago, I could not have been less encouraged about what was happening with this franchise to the point where you felt like it might even just get that much worse for another five or six years until an ownership change happened. But I do think it was a coup d'etat to get Hugh Jackson because – the assumption was they were going to go get some retread special teams coordinator as their head coach, some guy no one had ever heard from. I think he's he's a he's or another kind of first
3: year guy, which yeah. we've been down that road yeah. in Cleveland.
2: It sounds like you know hearing from players on Twitter and stuff, even that this is a guy they want to play for. And maybe it lets you keep some of the players that would have walked out the door, get other other free agents in there and honestly start to rebuild the team. It's a big if. I think you have a reason to be cynical. And
3: I'm I'm bummed out about the Manziel thing. I still remember draft day when he came, the movie, I'll never forget the movie. Either. Oh, please. Kevin Costner, Jennifer what a Garner, uh, mixing sports and drama in a way you don't see. So many in the plot much.
2: points that were just unpredictable.
3: Uh, however, um, still bummed that the Johnny Manziel thing blew up the way it did because it felt like potentially the move that was going to finally make Cleveland relevant again. But at the same time, I think they're doing the right thing by getting them out of town as uh, we're hearing is the plan. Now they just got to hit on the quarterback. I'm looking forward to easy, but the hardest thing to do.
6: Yeah. I'm looking forward to them hiring uh, Mike Silver as an advisor. And then he gets <laughs> Hugh Jackson, his buddy to draft Jared Goff, the Cal quarterback and it mm. all comes Who's together. Who's been
2: described as a thinner Sam He's,
6: Bradford at the Senior I mean, they've shown they like higher former NFL Network analyst. So you get Michael Lombardi out of there. You get Michael Silver in there. He brings Goff, and away we go. Well, interesting, Greg.
3: The final team, uh, Greg, that you highlighted. Um, just
6: for the writing, I picked the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Three words. Jim. Bob.
2: That's it? it?
4: That's it. That's it.
2: (laughs) I was getting tired. That was my favorite one. That was an easy way to get out of it. It was masterful.
6: It was right in the middle of the article. It's the wheelhouse right there. It's sometimes just timing. You've got these big write-ups about the Raiders and the Rams right around it, and then you just go for the gusto. Damn, damn, damn. That's Jim Bob Cooter because you're right. That is the reason he got Matthew Stafford going. When you can get more cooter in your life, keeping it going. Co- Always.
2: Cooter continuity. You gotta do that.
6: You do cooter
3: it. continuity. <laughs> I like that. Hashtag. Do you have anything to add to that, Mark?
2: No, I think Greg summed it up <laughs> probably more succinctly, or less succinctly, but more correctly than I did. I mean, <laughs> I, did, I added no analysis, so why would I have any now?
4: <laughs> I agree with Greg. Anytime you get more cooter in your life, you have to go for it. Yeah. All right.
3: Good seg. Good seg. Great piece. You can check it out at that. Vanity URL I referenced earlier. You obviously wrote it down, so I don't have to say it again. Uh, last thing before we go, um, well, we got Connor coming up, but let's hit up Who Do You Trust, one of the games that uh, we play on the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, two options. Who do you trust more? Let's uh, start with Who Do You Trust? Panther. The Panthers coaching staff, led, of course, by Riverboat Ron, versus... The Broncos coaching staff led by by Gary Kubiak and our friend Son of Bum coming off a masterful game plan against the Patriots.
4: Wes? I think Wade Phillips makes this close. He's coming off one of the best game plans in championship game history against the Patriots. But I have total confidence in this Panthers coaching staff, not just in Ron Rivera, who's proven to be one of the best in-game strategists, But also Mike Shula had a phenomenal year building that offense around Cam Newton. And Sean McDermott doesn't get enough love for their defense, which, you know, we always expect that secondary to fall apart. And they just keep making plays and forcing turnovers. I I was just going to say, I give a slight edge
6: to Carolina. I feel like I've turned completely around on Mike Shula. That is the toughest offense to prepare for. And the continuity that they've had, that he's been there for five years, more than any team, it's the Cam Newton offense. It's the Cam Newton-Mike Shula show, and they've been doing it for so long. It kind of reminds me of the old Colts teams with Peyton Manning. Even if you possibly knew what was coming, it doesn't matter because they executed so well.
3: After seeing uh, Wade Phillips out-scheme Belichick and Brady, I, I'm going to give a slight edge to Denver. I read a, a story in the Boston Globe last night that uh, they dropped their blitzing patterns from 40% around to 15% in that game, completely changed up what they were doing. New England wasn't able to, to change, the, uh, to, wasn't able to react. And I think they might... I'm trusting Wade Phillips to finish off this masterpiece and do it again against Carolina and keep them in check a little bit.
5: I like the Carolina Panthers coaching staff. I feel like they've done such a good job all year to game plan and find ways to win and win convincingly. And it's been against different types of teams. And they've done it across the board on offense and defense. I mean, Sean McDermott, like you said, Wes, he made Kirk Coleman look like a good player. I mean, they've they've, they've done a good job That's
4: fired against Kirk Coleman. It's coming from an Eagles fan who watched Kirk Coleman in Philadelphia.
6: I just hope Wade Phillips does better than, I don't know if it was the last time, but one of the times he went to the Super Bowl as the Broncos defensive coordinator. And they got blasted 55-10. to
2: 10. Hmm. That was Wade Phillips. Slight edge Panthers for me. I mean, I don't think you have a Bill Belichick in this game, and if you take Wade Phillips out of Denver, th- there's really, to me, nothing extraordinary about that coaching staff.
3: All right, here we go. Panthers offense just blowing up people week after week versus the Broncos defense, which we just talked it talked about. it. So, Greg, I'll just throw this one to you, and we'll keep moving.
6: I'm going to give it to the Broncos defense. As great as Carolina's been on offense, so tough for, to prepare for, I think, the Denver defense has the best collection of talent of any defense in the league and maybe any side of the ball in this game. And they're coming off one of their best games. They got a great coordinator.
4: Yeah, I agree about the talent issue. Denver has the edge there, but this is, this isn't as good of a matchup for the Broncos defense, especially with that pass rush. That's when Cam Newton makes you pay by running. You come swarming at him off the edges He's getting those first downs. And if you're playing man defense down the field and dropping six or seven into coverage, huge tracks of land for Cam Newton to, to take off and run.
3: Broncos pass rush, who do you trust, versus <clears throat> the Panthers O-line, Mark Sessler?
2: Well, I think the Broncos pass rush is one of the most special aspects of either team in this game. The Carolina's line from a run angle has been – Excellent, and they've really done a good job protecting camps, so it's tight. But after watching tight what, butt, did you say it? Well, uh, hopefully not for Carolina. Oh. hopefully not tight butts for them. <laughs> but right. you got We're talking about a pass rush that that hit Tom Brady at historical levels last week. A quarterback that has been, you know, not a guy that gets whacked around a lot. So I'm going to go Denver's pass rush. Anybody else, Colleen?
3: I just box? like
5: watching Derek Wolf. It's nice to finally to see another player. To see a player named Wolf do this well. Oh, Ooh. oh I Ooh. like that. L. Yeah. And it's spelled the same way. Any relation. So, um, not that I can find yet. I'm still working on it, though. Have you Get ever been that.
3: banned yeah. for PED use?
5: Um, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs>
3: okay. Okay. Uh, Get Al
2: Jazeera on that.
3: Finally. Yeah. Um,
6: it shut down, actually, in the
3: meantime. Who do you trust? Mark, you're covering Denver.
2: Uh, that is correct.
3: Mark Sessler to cover Peyton Manning objectively. During Super Bowl week or Colleen Wolf will make her 6 a.m. call time at the Social Media Command Center for seven consecutive
4: days. Wes. oh,
2: oh,
4: I trust Mark to cover Peyton Manning objectively. Wow. That's an upset.
5: Look, I'm never late ever.
4: That's going to be tough,
3: though, because you got Kristen, your good buddy coming into town. You got a fun city you got you know some there
5: there's late reason. nights
3: potentially I
5: know I know you I've nervous? already so I got these things called hydration packets um <laughs> <laughs> yesterday no know. water it's like a. So you could <laughs> be
4: suspended for <laughs> PEDs in the future.
5: It's possible. It's some type of like electrolyte thing. I've. Uh, where did you P- get these lovely devices? Type thing. It sounds like it's going to so backfire. There's this place around the corner. You guys have talked about it on the show, Jackson Market. They had them there. And then I was food shopping the other night, and I saw them. And they're like these little individual packets. I know where I'm going. So it's show. called Liquid IV.
6: There's uh, a re- there's a reason I don't why I not like this. Why <laughs> Kali- nuts, Kali- is, I am going right there. There's a reason why she's the talent of The group, well, I wouldn't she, say that she's she's no, but that's oh, resourceful. brought you to the NFL network. If you're watching
3: on YouTube, oh, the awkward ISO cam. Which
5: one? This one,
6: I don't
3: know. That.
5: I don't even, it's even <laughs> perfect. This is great, <laughs> so
6: awkward. But they they pay that talent for one thing the ability to fight through whatever's gone on the night before and be there professionally, yeah, yep. on time and knock it out. And that's what Colleen does. Mark, on the other hand is now going to be so worried that he's biased against the Broncos, who he's been rooting against Ooh. for the last few weeks, okay. and he's been hoping they lose because they're boring to watch. That's, that's a fair assessment. You are not far from correct. And then you are a professional, but you might go too far the other way and do the thing that usually happens, where by the end of Super Bowl week, Mark has fallen in love with Ooh. the coordinators oh, yeah. and the players, <laughs> and he believes in them because he likes them as people. Mark is a, a people lover, and you end up going <laughs> biased. Or <laughs> the Broncos.
2: Uh, You're saying believe land in Denver. Exactly. It'll I, you are absolutely correct that when you cover a team like five or six days in a row and you get to actually talk to these coaches, that it does start to seep into your, not maybe not your written you analysis. Become enchanted. You do. You do. I, I don't think that's going to happen with Peyton Manning. But if anything, the danger is but me getting day, real there's snarky there's, about Peyton Manning. If I get too, if I get Peyton Manning overload, it could go real south. I like. I'm looking forward to that.
5: I trust Mark. I think I'm taking is going to make... It's know. pretty close.
2: It's going to be you could, close.
6: You could just swing this. Either. Can I say I don't trust either?
2: That's true. I think that's a fair question, Dan.
5: Yeah, You're, that's probably the best job. answer. It's your
6: game. It's your day, <laughs>
5: Dan.
4: That's it. That's <laughs> what? It's your day. Why is it my day? I'm having a bad day. It's your special oh, day.
6: It's your special day to take people on, break some rules, make up the game.
4: One day a week devoted to warpaths,
3: paths. All right, folks. Uh, you know, Connor Orr. Our New Jersey correspondent, oh. not in New Jersey right now. In oh. fact, what? Yeah, he's all the way out in the uh, the Pacific, Hawaii. That mm-hmm. is for the Pro Bowl, Connor Orr on the line. Yes. What's up, buddy? Well, how's it How's
1: it going, everybody?
3: <laughs> Isn't it weird that when Connor's in New Jersey on the phone, it sounds like he's on a like a Sandra Bullock cell phone from speed. But then when he's in the middle of nowhere in the world, it's like a clear signal.
1: Well, not haunted. Ah, maybe that's what it is. It's all the good vibes coming out of geopolitical Oceania. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, Con- yes, Connor, he got to Hawaii, when was it, two days ago or is it yesterday?
1: I got in yesterday uh, after a 12-hour flight. It was, uh, it was awesome. I-, I watched all three of those heist movies with Brad Pitt. Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Yeah. Interesting yeah. choice. What?
3: Oceans 11 is one of my favorite, like, kind of fun movies of the last decade. Oceans 12 is one of the worst movies. Well, yeah, it goes off say. a cliff
2: very quickly.
6: I can't kind of- speak to 13. I was going to say, watching those three in a row sounds like something we would do to, like, hostages or something
1: like that. <laughs> <laughs> a little so tedious. Terrible. So, I definitely wasn't drunk enough for it, but anyway.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, so you get to Hawaii, you check into the hotel, and your first assignment, and stop us if there's something else that uh, during your adventure in Hawaii, but your first assignment is the golden one, the one that is bigger than anything you'll do,
1: live coverage of the Pro Bowl draft. Hubba, hubba. It was uh you know, just imagine your most intense situation in life and then multiply it by fifty. I mean, I was just out of my mind, but we got through it stakes and, uh, through the
3: roof <laughs>
1: and i you know I think it was a big win for team Irvin last night that's for wow sure. you know,
3: well that you know, I analysis. I have to say I've never watched a minute of this, but i will I will tell you that. Jerry Rice never ceases to amaze how overmatched he is in this exercise. <laughs> I remember the first year where they had me do, like, a live blog. They never asked me to do it again. Um, but the first year, I remember him making so many bad picks that I can't remember who it was, but they, one of the players started mocking him relentlessly, wow. and it got legitimately awkward. Was there any of that
1: uh, yesterday, Connor? Well, it was just funny because, like, if Jerry was, like, the GM of an actual team, his team would be better, but he just, I think, fails to understand the fact, like, you don't want to load up on offensive and defensive linemen in the Pro Bowl when, like, <laughs> there's like barely any physical contact or running. And then, like, Team Irvin has like eight of the ten best receivers in the NFL that he can run out at one time. You know, so I think it just, you know, a, a little bit of a lapse in planning. I just think, like I said, uh, Jerry's a GM's GM, and, and that just doesn't mm. work in this. Setting. I can't How would, somebody has to tell him that?
4: Where else are you going to get that kind of Pro Bowl roster construction analysis? I mean,
1: nowhere. Only,
0: really nowhere. only a
6: GM like Connor, <laughs> yeah. who's a masterful uh, runner of a franchise on Madden, could come with that kind of heat. What was it like though in that room? You know, did you talk to any of the players? What was the scene like?
1: Uh, yeah, uh, certain players were willing to talk, and uh, <laughs> when they did. Um, you know, it was really cool, I mean, you know, because it was in an Air Force hangar um, out in uh, the mountains in Hawaii. And so uh, they let all the soldiers, Air Force, Army, Navy, kind of, like, just commingle with the players throughout the day. Um, so it was awesome, uh, you know. And I think, like, just watching guys like, you know, Tyrod Taylor just, like, slinging passes to, like, diving Navy servicemen was, like, just one of, like, the highlights of the trip. That was pretty awesome.
6: Connor. Any negative experiences with any of the players?
1: Yeah, um, I think if you'll read contextually into my What We Learn, uh, there's definitely some of that, that that could be brought to light. Uh, yeah, but I think, you know, uh, we're, we're the NFL, and so we're out here just, together we make <laughs> football, and we're focusing on the positive.
5: What exactly is a selfie lane? I saw that that yeah. was there. Uh, can you kind of explain what that is?
1: Yeah, so this was kind of like, uh, it, it was an opportunity to kind of take like 12 in a row. So there was like a bunch of like large pro bowl players sitting in this like gated area where the gate was kind of very close to the players. And there was barely enough room for like the human to squeeze through, but you would just like (laughs) kind of go bang, 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 like walk down the line and take like selfies. And some players knew it was coming. Some didn't. And, uh, uh, I don't know. Eli I mean I just want to see every picture of Eli Manning. I think that's going to be fantastic.
3: <laughs> well, I, I mean that sounds dumb. What about um Mike Tirico <laughs> of ESPN, of course, uh, a hero around these parts. Uh they sent him out to Hawaii. I guess it was a reward. Can you tell us did you have any interaction with Tarico any any uh thing you saw or witnessed that really spoke to his greatness?
1: Um, just now, uh, actually, this is, this is breaking, um, uh, uh, he was, uh, he was backed off the field by a, uh, like a Hawaii enforcement security guard who didn't know who he was. How disrespectful. And, that's ridiculous. And just handled it flawlessly. Not like, do you know, who, don't you know who I am or anything? Mm. Patted the guy firmly on the shoulder and said, sure, no problem. And just mm. like backed away. Classic and, Tarika. Uh, I'll tell you what, that's the class that you can only get from being a, field hockey beat writer for the Daily Orange at Syracuse, which is something wow. that Mike and I Yeah, you guys are fellow alums. Dearly.
2: Connor, one question. I mean, early reports uh, on Slack out of the office. Had you stationed in really sort of a ramshackle flop house of a hotel <laughs> while the higher-ups <laughs> at the NFL were put in a very a beachside, luxurious sort of a state setting. Are you feeling agitated about – do you feel slighted potentially?
3: Before you answer that, Connor, quit slacking. Sign up for wow. Slack today. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm at the Players Hotel right now, which is like essentially where like Morgan Freeman goes to meet his friend at the end of Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) It's like the most beautiful corner of God's earth. And, uh, you know, the the courtyard is nice. Uh, uh, There are definitely some benefits. I had some great avocado toast there. Um, But I think I'm just going to pitch a tent out here on the beach, and I'm just going to stay here. So.
6: That sounds yep. nice. You also there. You saw some funny things on on your flight there already. People getting special treatment. Just a star studded plane, private plane that you were out leaving on.
1: Yeah. So I was on a plane with the NFL's VP of officiating, Dean Blandino. Dino uh, Blandino. Leg- Dino Blandino, <laughs> uh, legendary NFL broadcaster Chris Berman, and uh, Giants quarterback Eli Manning. Uh, and uh, one of us boarded in group five, out of all of us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Eli got, like, this covert, like, you know, cover up the, like, it was like the Michael Jackson family, like, swooped onto the plane. It was uh, it was pretty incredible. I've never, like, it was like a misdirection thing where they kind of focused us all in one direction and then just kind of shoved them all on the plane in the other direction. That feels great. a Very little
3: great. unnecessary.
1: Right?
2: Yeah. Eli? It's odd. Yeah.
3: Wow. Diversionary uh, tactic. Uh, anything else before we let you go? So you have a lot more intrepid reporting to do. Uh, young Connor Orr.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I'm just going to keep my ear to the ground here, you know, and, and try to get uh, a drink with uh, with a real coconut, like drink out of a real coconut. It's mm, kind of going to be the next big thing for me. So.
3: Did, uh, last year, Kevin Patra, who does a great job uh, t- covering Pro Bowls, he was busy, couldn't do it this year, uh, but he got into a conversation about books with a beefy offensive lineman. Alex Mack. Alex Mack. Uh, so that is the bar that you will be asked to uh,
5: reach.
1: Tie. Yeah, no, I think if, if, if Alex ends up making it over to the courtyard, we can definitely talk about um, uh, the collection of David Foster Wallace short stories I brought with me. I think that would be good. Consider the lobster? Um, Girl with curious hair.
3: Okay, well, there you go. So this was Connor Orr's uh, update from Hawaii, and great work as always. Uh, Connor. we're going to see you in San Francisco, and we're very excited.
1: I'm going to be tanned
3: for everybody. Mm, that sounds hot. <laughs> Connor Orr, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, Connor. Bye. There you have it. Uh, speaking of enchanting and enchanted, I'm enchanted every time we talk to Connor, and we can't wait to get together with uh, Mr. Orr in San Francisco, which is where we will be the next time you hear the Around the NFL podcast. In fact, guys, now that I think of it, this is our last show in the studio for the 2015 season. Whoa. Uh, so, yeah, nice nice job in the studio this year, guys.
6: It was incredible. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. And it was great to have such a regular presence of Colleen Wolf. Oh, um, Maro. Some of
3: our oh, other Lee. great. What oh. a great Don't, job. Great Don't say regular. that
5: it's going to make Dan uncomfortable.
3: And I do appreciate you being like 30% worse today, Colleen. All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> I, <do appreciate> <laughs>
5: I, I tried my best to yeah, do it.
3: You really, you That was really all for you. came through. No, you've done an excellent work as always, and we will uh, all get together. You join us in San Francisco for a
6: show. Yes, too. Yes. Okay. Tuesday's show. Colleen is on it. She's booked. From Radio Row. Colleen, I know, Greg. I'm just, you know, show
3: business. It was
5: part so, of the I'm bit, let, Greg. We've got to build viewers, on this. Letting the, the viewers It's, know.
3: it's just, just above the surface.
5: Scott might be there. It's fine.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Scott
3: Very bizarre. <laughs> all right. So, yes, Colleen will join us on Tuesday from Radio Row. Uh, Connor will join us on Thursday from Radio Row. And then, of course, our big Super Bowl Sunday wrap up show, the only game in town, live from KNBR in San Francisco, the Around the NFL podcast. How exciting! A lot coming up. So, this is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm, Mailman, The Wolf Woman, The Boss, and La Cid behind the glass. La Cid, great job all season in the studio. We love you, girl. Oh, thanks, guys. Till Tuesday!
1: Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek Football Program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired.